What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoy the discussion. All right, picking again, picking up where we left off, uh, Ephesians 6, and we're in verse 17, and we're just going to conclude with uh, the armor of God in this session. Um, so you hear Paul here talking to the Ephesians about putting on the armor of God, and we talked about uh, from the beginning standing in the mighty power of God. That was the beginning. But you can't do that if you don't believe in God, right? And so... It starts there. You have to believe in God. You have to trust in God. You have to continue to believe and trust despite what you are going through. Because this brought up the, the what brought about this entire discussion was uh, what we must do in times of difficulty. Now, the coronavirus pandemic uh, came out after I just started after the Lord led me to, to start these discussions, and I've said that on numerous occasions. But I'm just giving a recap real quick. And uh, we started with what things we must do. We must pray. I mean, we must pray at all times. We came out of Luke 18. We must pray and not faint. Um, we must not, we must not be weary with well doing. Over in uh, Galatians, uh, Galatians 6, um, we must not be weary with well doing. Uh, we have to do well among all people. Uh, we have to be humble. We gotta praise God at all times. And uh, then we got to the armor of God. We got to stand in God's mighty power. We got to trust God. We got to we got to put on the full armor of God, right? Starting with our loins and the belt of truth, um, putting on the the, the 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 breastplate of righteousness, maintaining a, a righteous uh, viewpoint, a righteous stance. I'm always gonna walk in God's righteousness, not in not in my correctness, thinking about how to do things the politically correct way. No. If it's not what God is wanting me to do, I'm not going to do it. Um, Shotting my feet with the gospel of peace. Spreading the good news wherever I go. Right? Because that brings peace. When I'm sharing good news, despite what the situation is, despite what it looks like, I'm sharing good news. I'm always sharing good news. And the shield of faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. That's how we're going to fight off the, the, the trial, the, the, the fiery darts of the enemy. With our faith and, 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 the, and the entire armor, right? But we block things that he says through faith, right? Always remembering that it's not about what I see. It's about what I'm hearing from God. So maintaining that, that, that communication, that communing with God to, to know where he's directing me. And then the helmet of salvation, it's all about where you're looking, your visual, your visual. Sometimes we tend to look at things that are going wrong around us more than we are looking at God and where we're where we're actually going in life and in life we're going back to the Father right and so we top it off with this verse 17 B and he says Paul take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God the sword of the spirit which is the word of God taking up the word of God and the word of God it can mean many things. It can mean your scriptures, things that you read in the scripture, and and it could just very mean the the word of God, which is Jesus, All right? And 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 I'm gonna go to Matthew four. I think this is very prevalent, and it's a real good P 
piece to where we're going with this discussion. And it's in Matthew 4, verse 4. And Jesus answered. So, so well, let me start at the beginning. Put it in the context. It says, then Jesus was led by the Spirit. This is Matthew 4, verse 1, NIV. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Uh, the tempter came to him and said, if you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Right? So, so let's just put this into context. Jesus was in the wilderness fasting 40 days and 40 nights. He was hungry. Uh, he was led away by the Spirit of God. And that was verse 1. So the Spirit of God led Jesus into this wilderness to fast for 40 days and 40 nights. And, and it said the Spirit of God, he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Notice what it said. He was led there to be tempted by the devil. So, so he went in the wilderness. Now, when you think about the wilderness, there's nothing there. Right? Ain't no food. You know what I mean, and even the the vegetation doesn't live. The vegetation doesn't survive in the wilderness. <laughs> it it is it's basically nothing. It's a desolate land. It's dry land. But he was in the wilderness um, fasting, and he was led there to be tempted, and that tempted means tested. He was led there to be tested by the devil. Uh, why would he be led there to be tested? This is interesting, right? There are in, there are times when God will lead you to places to be tested. How are you going to respond? What are you going to choose? How are you going to fight? Let's look at how Jesus fought, though. The enemy said, this is what he said, verse 3. He said, the tempter came and said to him, if you're the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Why was that even uh, a form of a temptation or a test? Well, because he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. He was hungry. He was hungry. He needed something to eat. Now, let's put that in perspective. Because I want to, to, to see how the temptation works. It is, you're in a position where you, you, you famished of something. You've been starved of something. You, you've gone without something for a long time. <laughs> it's been a little period. It's been a little minute. This ain't happened in a minute. And then comes the temptation because whatever it is that you hadn't had in a while becomes before you, right? It's set before you. But notice this. It wasn't a sin for Jesus to, to eat. He could eat. He was done fasting. He could eat. But what, what, what was the enemy trying to do? He said, turn these stones into bread if you are the son of God. But notice this. Why was that so wrong? There wasn't anything wrong about turning the stones into bread, right? There was nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, notice what Jesus said. It is also written, or Jesus said in verse 4, Jesus answered, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Why would he say that? Why would he say that? When, when all the tempter was trying to do was get him to turn the stones into bread <laughs> so that he could eat. He was hungry. What was wrong with him turning the stones into bread since he was hungry? Well, what did I say before? We walk by faith, not by sight. What is faith? Faith, faith is the initiation of you hearing from God. 
right? And after you hear from God, then you respond to God with your obedience, right? You trust that it is God, and you trust that he's going to do what it is he says he's going to do for you, and then you obey him. Now, if this was God telling Jesus to turn the stones into bread, then so be it. Have your way. But the, the, the thing here is what was in question is who was Jesus going to follow, right? That was the temptation. Who are you going to follow? All right, let's backtrack. Let's go back. We're going to go back. First, we're going to go to Genesis. Then we're going to go to Deuteronomy. Because you got what you see two negative cases of this, and then we're gonna put it all together. So, over in Genesis, uh, let's say, let's see, let's see, let's where, where, where do we want to start? So God created the heaven and the earth in, in one, and then over in chapter two, um, God created man, and and, and the Lord took man, this is 15, um, let's, just, uh, let's, just, let's just start there. The Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden. So he created the man, and then he took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord commanded the man, you are free to eat from every tree in the garden. This is Genesis 2, verse 15. And the Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from from any tree in the garden. It's 16. From any tree in the garden. 17. But you must not eat from the tree of, you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. All right. This is chapter 3. And then chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say, you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And notice how he asked that. You must not eat from any tree in the garden? And God said, over in 2, what was that, 16, you may freely eat of any tree in the garden. You may freely eat of any tree. Now, look at the question that he asked. You must not eat from any tree in the garden. You see how he's twisting it? God said you may freely eat of any tree in the garden except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The serpent comes and says, did God say you may not eat of any tree? Then the woman said to the serpent, verse 2, we may eat, from the, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat from the, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, which that's not true. God didn't say that because tree of life was also in the middle of the garden. And you must not touch it or you will die. <laughs> and that was interesting because he didn't say that. But you might as well not touch it. You will not certainly die. This is the serpent. The serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, we're going to stop there. We're going to put a pin there and Put, put a pin there, right? This is what I, that old Baptist preaching. Notice what the serpent was doing. Just like what the serpent or the devil was doing when Jesus was in the wilderness. What was he doing? He was trying to lead him. He was trying to coerce him into doing what he wanted. 
Remember we were talking about that with the shield of faith? Who are you, who do you have faith in, right? Who are you trusting? Who are you obeying? This is good because the enemy is trying to get you to obey him. Why? So that he can denounce God, so that he can say that he's God and God isn't. See, I told you God wasn't God. We all can be God because if this is, this is, this is just the mind of the enemy. If the enemy was made, then who made God? Somebody had to make God. Right. And that's a direct question from the enemy. Now, where he got it from now, I don't know. But this is the direct question. What does he mean direct? Because the enemy is questioning God's reign. It's like, well, how do you know that? Because he said, I will be like the most high. How are you going to be like something that created you? You can't. Only way you can be like something that created you is if you don't believe the thing that created you is self-existent. That's the only way. And so, so something in him is saying that, oh, no, God was created because we don't know where he came from. We, we don't know. We just can only go by what he's saying. But he has the mindset to think and to question God in the light of where he came from. And so a lot of us question God. Well, if God is God, then who created God? But not thinking that if God is God, then God can't be created. <laughs> There's no such thing. Like, he can't die. Like, you can't destroy God. God is God. Like, when you think about mythology, you think about them being gods, but they're just like men. They're not gods. They're men. And so we try to put God in the light of a man. So the enemy was trying to put God in the light of creation. Same thing. What are we getting? This is where we get in this. This lie. This lie. Why? But why the lie, though? Because the enemy is trying to be God, like God, like what he saw with God, witnessed from God. God was the ultimate being and he was the ultimate influencer. He was the say-so. He was the last person, first, last, and final say of things. He spread out his word. His word would not return to him void. What he says goes. This is what's going to happen. So the enemy is trying to do the same thing, right? He's trying to lead people the way he wants them to go. To do what? To denounce God. And we've talked about this, right? So we talked about putting up the shield of faith. Who do you have your faith in? So right here, what you see in Genesis 3, the same thing you saw in Matthew 4, you saw the enemy trying to lead God's people away from God. He's trying to be the lead. He's trying to tell people what they should and shouldn't do, right? And this is what he told Eve while Adam was standing there in the garden. And this is what he told Jesus while Jesus was coming out of the wilderness. And it all had to deal with food. But it wasn't food, right? It was what you are consuming. What are you wanting to take into you? And then as a result of what you take in, how do you, how do you march forth after it? What do you mean? What are you consuming? The knowledge. Whatever knowledge you take in, how are you responding to that knowledge? If you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. If you are. Well, I am, and I can do whatever I want. See, this is what the enemy was trying to get Jesus to do. You do what you want, man. You could be God aside from God. You do what you want, Eve. Eat the fruit. You could eat this fruit. God just don't want you to be your own God. You could be your own God. <laughs> and this is the light that the enemy is trying to get us to walk in. Right. So so let's just go now. Let's just go back to Deuteronomy. Let's go to Deuteronomy 8. This is also beautiful. And I love how this is worded because we're going to tie everything together. It says, be careful to follow every command I am giving you today. Deuteronomy 8, verse 1, starting at verse 1. NIV. Be careful to follow every command I am giving you today. 
Why? So that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors ancestors had known to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. But on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. See, the people of Israel got into a situation where they were in the wilderness and they were led about the wilderness for 40 years. And he tested them, God did, tested them, right? He humbled them, causing them to hunger and feeding them with manna, which neither, nothing, basically when he said, which neither, uh, nor, which neither you nor your ancestor had known, they didn't know anything about manna and God fed them with it to teach you that man does not live by bread alone, um, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. In other words, in order for you to live, you got to follow what God is telling you to, in order for you to live, period. Whether that is live or have life, you got to follow what God is telling you. You got to follow after what God is initiating. This faith, this, this word, the, the words of God is what Paul is saying is the sword of the spirit. So, so all we can go by is what God is saying. In other words, that's all we have to go by. That is our sword, right? That is our defense. That is the mechanism that we are using to fight off the enemy's temptations, all of his foolery. All I can go by is what God is saying to me. All I can go by is what God has told me. And in the children of Israel's case, all they can go by is what God promised them. He promised them they were going to go into the land. And what did he say in verse 1? If you... Be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land that the Lord of God promised on an oath to your ancestors. If it is that I want to obtain what God is promising me, then I got to follow everything God is telling me to do in order for me to command, in order for me to obtain it. I can't be over here trying to be my God and then telling God, oh, oh, but I want you to give me your promise, though. Because, see, this is what the enemy is trying to do. It's trying to get you to, to play games with God. If you're the son of God, turn these stones. Wait, if I'm the son of God, then I'm going to obey God. <laughs> if I'm the son of God. If I'm God's son, then that means I'm going to follow God. I'm not going to follow Corey if I'm the son of God. I can't say I'm the son of God and then I'm not following my father. Right? That doesn't make sense. That doesn't, it doesn't add up. I can't say I'm can't, I can't live under my parents' roof and not follow my parents' roof's rules. I just can't. If there are rules under the roof of my parents, I have to follow them in order for me to live <laughs> under their roof. So, so, so tying it all together, what am I fighting? Oh, just like I said, I'm fighting with this sword. I'm fighting with the word. I'm fighting with Jesus. I'm fighting with what Jesus has told me. I'm fighting with what God has promised me. Every time he comes at me, the enemy that is, every time he comes at me with some type of foolishness, with some type of foolery, questioning and causing doubt in God, all I can do is stand on what God has told me, what God is telling me, and what God has promised that I'm going to get if I 
continue to follow him. That's all I could do. I can only use that tool and continue to fight off everything he pump, he comes at me with. The children of Israel, obviously, they didn't. When Moses was up in the mountain, getting all of these, these, the, the, all of the, 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 uh, the commandments from God, and he was etching them out in a tablet, in, in a tablet of stone. Right? What did they say? <laughs> we don't know where this Moses is going. Make us a calf. We're gonna say that calf brought us up out of. The, the land of Egypt the calf did why because they got tired of waiting on God they got tired of trying to follow what God was telling them to do the enemy was testing them don't y'all don't y'all want to do something else don't y'all just don't y'all tired of waiting don't y'all tired of what's going on before you you can only imagine what the enemy was saying don't y'all turn this 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 gold y'all have make make your own God and do whatever y'all want to do when God had already told him there's no other God, it's just him. And he already told him don't put no other God before him. Like, there's really some God you can put before him. You can't. But what it is that you're doing is putting yourself before God. You're trying to be your own God. That's the God that you're putting before God. It's you. You. you you're saying, I'm going to do me, God, despite who you are. Even though you are the one who's done all of this stuff for me. You did it for me. But I'm going to say I did it, like old King Nebuchadnezzar. I built all of this stuff. I did it with my mighty hand. This is what King Nebuchadnezzar said. Everything that, because the, the Babylonians, man, they, they became really great in the land. They was, they was ruling the land. They were, became very great. People remembered the Babylonians, just like they remembered the Romans or, the, or Great Britain. Right? And there's people, things that are remembered, empires that were built. The Egyptians, people remember them. And Egyptians hadn't been ruling over anything in ages. <laughs> ages. But people remember the Egyptians. They remember the Babylonians. But they got humbled. They got humbled because they, they, they thought it was them. And it wasn't. It was God. Even the children of Israel, they were high and they got humbled. They got humbled. Why? Because they didn't fight with the sword. They didn't fight with the word. They didn't fight with the promise. This is what God promised me. God promised me this. I had to do this. I got to do X to get to Y. I got to do X plus Y to get to Z. And they didn't. They didn't. They fell to the temptation. But God is telling us, hey, don't, don't fail to the temptation. Jesus is telling us, hey. Man must not live by bread alone, but by every word that it proceeds out of the mouth of God. I know, understand. I understand you're in a dire situation. There's things you want to happen. You want to get this. You're tired of waiting. Well, stop being tired and just keep waiting. <laughs> keep, keep trusting. Keep believing. Keep fighting with the sword. What did God tell you? He said it was going to happen, right? So then keep using that as your sword to fight off all of these temptations that the enemy is throwing your way. You're going to get that job. You're going to get that spouse. Y'all are going to get married. Just wait. It's going to happen. You're going to have that baby. One way or the other, God is, if God promised you to get this baby, you're going to get the baby. You don't have to go and get your maid servant pregnant. Abraham, you're going to get the baby. God promised you we're going to get the baby. You got to, what did God say? I'm going to give you a seed. They're going to be, your seed is going to be innumerable, innumerable, like the sands. On the beach of the stars in the sky. You got to trust God. You got to keep trusting him. 
and you got to keep fighting with what he's saying to you. You got to keep fighting with what he's saying to you. And this is all Paul is telling the Ephesians. Fight with what the Lord is saying. Fight with the word. What is that word? That word is Jesus. That word is Jesus. That word is recorded in the scripture. Jesus. Fight with him. What is he telling you? What has he told you? What is he promising you? What has he said? Fight with it. Fight with it. That's all I have, brother. That is all I have. I do my so way. Go ahead. I do my way just before the time for the call. Uh-huh. I, said, I, I thought I said, you can't call Jesus Lord and then disobey. You two don't go together. Yeah, and, and 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 people and people are consciously, I mean, uh, unconsciously or or consciously too, doing yeah. that. Right. Well, I confess that Jesus is the Lord, but I don't. But but you're not obeying him. You're not even treating him like he's the word. So yeah, yeah, you. you this is boy, what a teaching. What a teaching. Teaching. And 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 all God is looking for is the intent. As your intent changed, because in six five he said your intent was only continually wicked. Does your is, is your intent now righteous? And I guess it's more of a sign for us than it is for anybody else. But if my intent isn't righteous, then I sound like I need to get born again. I mean, we 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 we. We do things, and, and, and what Jesus is, I mean, you stop and think about it. For us, Jesus' command was sort of like devil talk. I'm your Lord. Follow me. Well, if I follow you, Lord, I'm going to do what you want me to do when you want me to do it. Right? Right. So I can't run over here and make me a list and say, I'm going to do this and do this and do this and do this. And that's what religion does. It ignores its object and, and, and does its own thing under the delusion that I'm, I, I, I'm obeying. And Jesus can look right at us and say, I thought you would be following me. Right. I'm not over there doing that. So, I mean, you know, every time we make the effort to go somewhere, he says be led by, the Spirit's going to lead and guide you in all truth. Yeah. And we are feverishly staying to show ourselves approved as opposed to just being led by the Spirit. And if you're led by the Spirit, you can't help but be approved unto God. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.